Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Trying to remember if this story crossed my radar when it first happened, but this is one of those stories where I'm kind of glad I didn't do a video about it till now because it's taken a really strange legal twist. And a whole bunch of people sent me this story. And this could have happened in America uh, or any place that has a legal system similar to ours, but it happened in Canada. But a woman's been convicted in an accident that resulted in an explosion. And she has now sued a food and beverage company saying that she had been over-served alcohol prior to the accident. Therefore, they should be on the hook for what she did later in a car that she couldn't drive appropriately due to the alcohol in her system. And that concept is called Dram Shop Act or Dram Shop Law. And we'll talk about that, but that's generally speaking, the idea that if you go to a bar, this is the best example, you go to a bar and you start drinking and you drink too much, the bar has a duty to watch you and realize that you are now drunker than you should be, or they should stop you before you get that drunk. And if you don't believe me, watch Bar Rescue, John Taffer, he often talks about this, uh, that well-run bars, one of the things they do is they watch the people who are there to make sure they don't get over drunk, because if they do, the bar can be on the hook for that. Now, the question is, can these companies she's named be on the hook for the damage that she caused when she did something with her car that caused a home to explode? We'll see. The claim looks to expand liability for something that happened back in 2019. The story is from CBC News. She was convicted of impaired driving in a 2019 crash that led to a massive explosion in an East London neighborhood, and she's now suing the company that provides food and beverage services at Budweiser Gardens. Okay? So in a statement of claim, she's 26 years old, and she says that the Ontario Food Services Company that she's named shares at least some of the liability for lawsuits filed by the victims against her and her father over the explosion. The statement of claim says that she and her father are facing six lawsuits, and I'm guessing that her father either owned or insured the car that she was driving, and that's why he's named. So you often name the driver and the owner of the car if they are indeed two separate entities. The woman's from Waterloo. She pleaded guilty in October of 2020 to four counts of impaired driving causing bodily harm for the crash that set off the explosion on Woodman Avenue back in August of 2019. She was given a three-year prison sentence in February of 2021. The court heard that she had been driving home from a Marilyn Manson concert. And uh, the concert had been at Budweiser Gardens. Then she drove the wrong way on Queens Avenue before slamming into a house, severing the brick house's gas line. So, you know, you're driving along and all of a sudden you hit a house. Something was done wrong to allow that to happen. Generally speaking, at least all the houses I've seen are to the side of the road, not in the road. Just pro tip, pro tip. So if you look up and there's a house in front of you, you should stop. The house, house ain't going to move, okay? So first responders pulled her from the car. They cleared the area. And then 15 minutes later, the house exploded, setting other houses on fire and throwing debris 200 meters away. 
200 meters away. Now, no one died, but the blast destroyed four homes and did injure seven people, which is why the uh, driving while impaired with uh, causing bodily harm, that's where you get that from. So according to her statement of claim, this is the claim that she followed along with her father, uh, they alleged that the um, people who served the alcohol at the concert had a responsibility to do more to ensure her safety that night. The company was not available for comment. And by the way, it does indicate here that her father was who owned the car. So she was driving it. Her father owned it. The statement of claim, which includes allegations that have not been proven in court, of course, alleged that the alcohol-serving company or their employees served alcohol to her when they knew or ought to have known that she was intoxicated or would become intoxicated. Uh, They also alleged that the company failed to provide properly trained bouncers at the exits and monitor the state of intoxication for those leaving the venue. And I'm not sure that might be a bit of a stretch because most Dram Shop, and I'll tell you right now, I got a brief description that was nice and concise. Dram Shop laws in most jurisdictions establish liability on a negligence basis for serving alcohol to a patron whom the server knows or reasonably should know is intoxicated or for serving alcohol to someone under the legal drinking age. But the negligence speaks of a duty, okay? And so you walk into a bar and you sit down at the bar and you order a drink. The bartender interacts with you. And if you just walk down the street and you're sober as a church mouse, they can give you a drink, not a problem. You slam down a bunch of those and you order another one later on that evening. The bartender looks at you and you're looking a little tippy. Uh, Your eyes are glassy. Uh, Your language is all messed up, and he's seen you stumble around the bar trying to find like a bathroom or something, and then later on you come back and you almost fall off your stool. The bartender is under a duty to not serve you, and they're doing it for your own good. But the question is whether the person serving the alcohol knows that is one thing, but are they really required to hire people to police the exits of the building and watch every single person who goes out and stop the ones who look like they might be a little bit overly drunk? Is that really part of their job? Also, the company, according to the claim, failed to check on her intended mode of transportation as she exited the gardens when they knew or ought to have known that she was or appeared to be intoxicated and or impaired. So they are actually suggesting that the people at the exits should, number one, be looking to see if you're intoxicated, and then two, should inquire of you, are you driving or are you driving with somebody else? Question then becomes, what if the person lies and says, oh, I've got to, I've got to, drive, I've got to ride with somebody else. Don't worry about it. She also claims the staff ejected her from the venue but failed to take steps to ensure that she would not drive home. So the question is, did they eject her for being too drunk? Because if they did eject her, knowing she was drunk and she was visibly drunk, if they ejected her and tossed her out into the cold and said, you get out of here, figuratively, of course, because I don't think this was in the wintertime. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it happened in August 2019. When they tossed, if, if, if they tossed her out and she was visibly drunk, that might be, of these four allegations, the one that I would look at the most. Because 
if you've ever been to a show at a stadium, and I may have mentioned previously, I saw Elton John last summer at Comerica Park where the Detroit Tigers play baseball. And there are just monstrous lines at every single concession stand. And they sell beer, they sell pizza, they sell wine, I believe. They sell all kinds of stuff. And behind the counter are three or four overworked employees who are moving as fast as they can and they can't keep up. And the implication is that it is also their job not just to take the money and hand out the beer, but to evaluate every single person they sell a beer to and go, wait a second, is that person drunk or not? So that's one thing. But if they actually had ejected her from the venue, the question then is, when they ejected her, did that raise the level of scrutiny a bit to where they should have said, hey, we're throwing her out of here. She's by herself. She's drunk. I wonder if she's a harm, or I wonder if she's a threat of harm to other people or herself. And that would be a fair question. So the claim says that if she or her father are required to pay any amount, they are entitled to contribution and indemnity from the defendant, which is the company that runs the uh, concessions at that stadium. So dram shop laws, like I told you, in most jurisdictions establish liability on a negligence basis, but not a strict liability basis, meaning that just because you got drunk and went out and caused trouble does not mean that the bar is automatically on the hook. You still have to show that they were negligent And the negligence does arise from the duty they owe you because they're serving you alcohol. They're not drunk, but you might be. It's their job to look at you and say, is it safe to give this person another drink? Is it safe to give them another drink? And so on. And they have that job. That is their job. But I've never seen it raised uh, in a situation like this. And, And they do raise it here, not with just the server's. But they're also calling out the security in the building and saying there should have been better security at the gates and and somebody should be watching people walking out to see how drunk they are. And I'm not sure if the duty extends that far. But I'll admit I don't study this, but I I do know attorneys who handle cases like this. And I've, I've heard of some really bad examples where you look at it and go, okay, that's one where the bar should have cut that person off and didn't. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But as of right now, the woman has been convicted for the crash that she was involved in. And I think she's in prison right now. But she's now suing the food and beverage company at the venue where she saw Marilyn Manson saying that they shouldn't have served her. They shouldn't have let her leave. They should have taken better care of her at the venue. We'll see what happens. But that's the story right now from CBC News, and it's like I said, sent to me by a whole bunch of people, and I'm sure we will hear more about that in the future. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I went to the bookstore and asked the saleswoman, where's the self-help section? She said if she told me, it would defeat the purpose.